0: The man, the man. Utec, left baseline, drive. Kicks it out. Open. Tommy Peterson for three. Got it! Left corner, 65-60 with 203 3 to go. Biggest bucket of the night
1: either team. Absolutely, Peterson rings the bell from the deep corner.
0: What a ball game we had last night. That city showdown between Sioux Falls-Jefferson and Sioux Falls-Washington, the first ever matchup between those two schools right here on Fox Sports 981 and over on Metrosports.tv. The Warriors came away with the win, and their head coach, Jeff Tobin, will join us in just one moment. Good morning. How are you? Hopefully everyone survived the storm. One of those that uh, were, was certainly uh, troubling for driving for a while there on Friday afternoon, but perhaps not as awful as we all feared it would be. And uh, some games did not get played last night. Some, like Jefferson and Washington, did. You can watch that back on Metrosports.tv, by the way. Jefferson and Washington's boys earlier this week. Washington and O'Gorman's girls and boys. We had the doubleheader on Metrosports.tv. You can go on demand and hey we 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 try to pick some good ones and we have we have had some down to the wire tilts some fourth quarter games with awesome atmospheres in the gyms and uh, we love that partnership with metro sports tv so go back and watch those games on demand, We have eight coaches from around the Sioux Falls metro area this morning, as we always do. It is a college basketball Saturday, USF Cougar doubleheader at Northern state. I think it's on finally the men and the women get to play on the same day without any COVID interruptions. There'll be an Aberdeen four o'clock tip for the men, six for the women, three 45 airtime with Tom Frederick right here on your home for the coup on Fox sports, 98 And, the USD men are hosting Omaha in Vermilion today at 4 o'clock. The Yotes have won two in a row after that shorthanded loss at South Dakota State on Saturday. You can either hear this one starting at 3.30 on Q95, 7 FM, or watch it on Midco Sports 2 with Brad Newitt, my partner on Metro Sports TV. Uh, he'll be with Jay Elson today, Omaha and USD men at 4 o'clock on Midco Sports Two. John Michaels, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer with me as always this morning, and let's tip it off with the victorious Washington boys coach, Jeff Tobin, 70-64 to 64 last night over Jefferson, and uh, that was, as expected, a, a pretty even draw most of the way, Jeff, but you guys had the upper hand most of the night, uh, you got up by as many as 11 a couple of times in the second half, but the Cavaliers took it down to two twice, and you guys went on a nice five-zero run there with about two minutes left to uh, kind of pull away and then hang on. So, uh, first of all, good morning. And second of all, what did the trick for you guys?
2: Yeah, good morning, John. Um, you know, like you said, getting up to an 11-point lead. Um, with a team like Jefferson, you know that it's, it's never enough because they can score points in, in a hurry, and they did. Um, they got out and ran, ran a couple times in transition and got some easy looks, and then, uh, you know, their game is – getting up and pressuring and trying to get some you know some leak out layups and um, they did that as well and got it down to two and it kind of got down to gut check time it was it was a big uh, growth opportunity for our team um, to be in that moment where you know they've got the momentum and their crowd's really into it and everybody's feeling it and we found a way like you said to come up with a couple of big time rebounds find a way to get the ball to go in the basket a couple of times and we were able to stretch it out and get a comfortable lead as we headed, uh, headed into the final minute. So we were really happy to be able to to squeak that one out, and it was really just a fun atmosphere to be in and, yeah. and a great opportunity for our guys to, to get better.
0: Yeah, we're thrilled that game got played. And again, you can watch it back on metrosports.tv. And then... Michele Cimbalo finishes with about 20 points uh, all over the place. Really a common game for him. He averages about 18. He had 22 for you on Monday in that loss to second-ranked O'Gorman in which you had the Knights within striking distance up until the very end. So, I mean, that's back-to-back 20-point performances for him. Uh, and we've, we've been seeing this kind of play for, frankly, three seasons now. But what have you seen from his game that's even better than it? previously was
2: you know when we started out the year um before christmas he was uh i think he was trying to press a little bit he was trying to do too much you know he was trying to to make things happen that weren't necessarily there and that's kind of the blessing and the curse of a guy like him was able to get to pretty much any spot on the floor he wants to and you know at times he was just kind of trying to get the spots that didn't give us advantage or didn't give him advantage to go finish or, or make plays for others and um you know i think through these last five games uh, he he's kind of picking his spots better. He's knowing when to attack and how to attack, um, you know, when there's space and when to, you know, when to kind of take the game over. And that's just, uh, you know, another characteristic of um, his senior leadership that he's kind of figuring out. And it's amazing to be, you know, ho- however many starts he's into his, um, into his career, maybe 75 or 80 by now. And, you know, he's still learning and he's still growing himself. And he's got a new cast of characters that we're bringing along with him. And we're kind of all, learning how to gel. And it's been really fun to see these last few games, him just kind of see things clicking um, as games go on.
0: Yeah. I mean, he and Joe, you returning senior guards from a team that was in the state semifinals and darn near the state championship game last year. And as you mentioned A bit of a new cast. One of those new cast members for the Washington boys is Tommy Peterson. And this is why uh, the broadcasters ask the coaches for stats before the game. Because Tommy Peterson, with the score at 62-60, knocks down a three-pointer. The Cavaliers left him open partly because he had only made a couple of those. Had only attempted six all season long until he drains one to make it a five-point lead and really give you guys the cushion that you need. And then just a, a moment or two later, a player off the bench and Trig Otten, who's averaging about one point a game, uh, gets a steal on Taylor Ashley, one of the best guards in the state, and finishes off the layup from McKelly Cambalo to make that a seven-point lead late. So uh, those two players, to have those kind of moments in clutch situations, dive a little further into them.
2: Yeah so I mean we see that in practice all the time with you know Tommy's kind of a kind of a silent assassin type of guy he doesn't say much and his game is a really quiet game he might end up with 12 points and six rebounds and you never really maybe notice what he's doing on the floor but he's just come up big time and time again for us this year Um, like you said hitting that big three last night you know Tommy's a Tommy's a really good shooter and we have to remind him of that of that sometimes and he's so unselfish that he passes up open looks and you know, we're always encouraging him to continue to take those shots and be confident with them. Um, and like you said, Trig came up huge with a steal and a layup and just making really solid defensive plays. A couple other guys, Cole Peterson comes off the bench and hits a huge three in the corner and makes a couple of big driving um, attacks that get to the free throw line. Um, Zarek Shepard, you know, just battling inside and and coming up with, I think, 11 points last night and just really they're really growing up, you know. They're they're all they're all learning every quarter that we play. They're learning yeah. through new experiences and new guys. They have to guard at the varsity level, and um, you know, Mah- Manola Muhammad's been a huge addition as well, just to come in and be that Swiss Army knife that he is, an unselfish player that he is, that adds great energy. So it's been really fun just to see these guys grow up.
0: Last one: Marshall of Minnesota comes to Washington on Tuesday. We have this game on Fox Sports ninety eight and uh, what do you? what do you know that the Marshall Tigers will bring?
2: Well, Marshall is just a really good program. I mean, we've known that ever since I came into uh, Washington in 2014, 15, I feel like we've played Marshall every year and every year they're, you know, just one of the top teams we play on our schedule and um, whether they're, you know, that absolute top tier caliber right now or not, we know that they're a very well coached program. They're going to come in and do things at a high level and, We know they've got some size. We know that they've got some guys that can shoot it. And we've got to, like we keep telling our guys, every game, every time we go step on the floor, we need to build and we need to get better and we need to learn about ourselves. So Tuesday is another opportunity to do that. And we want to take a step in the right direction before we have a nine-day break and we play Mm -hmm. a couple city opponents on the back end.
0: All right. Sounds good, Jeff. Congratulations again on the win on Thursday, or check that, on Friday night. And best of luck against Marshall. Look forward to being there on Tuesday.
2: All right, appreciate it, John.
0: Jeff Tobin, head coach, Washington boys. That's part of a doubleheader. The Marshall girls will face Washington before that. 5.30 tip, 5.15 pregame right here on this very station. And the Midco Sports Coaches Show continues next. Fox Sports one AM 1230, kwsn.com. South Dakota, Coyote men zoops today on... Our sister station, Q95.7 FM, it's a 4 o'clock tip. The Omaha Mavericks are in Vermillion. John Thayer will get the pregame show rolling at about 3.30 today. The notes, I mean, a ton of injuries. A.J. Plitzewite plus some illness, and they're keeping things stitched together. A win over Denver at home on Thursday night, so... The Yotes will actually look to go three in a row after that loss to SDSU last Saturday. Not only can you hear it on Q95 7 FM at 3.30 today, but at 4 o'clock you can tune in and see it on Midco Sports 2. That's the USD men and Omaha. On Monday night, we had O'Gorman's girls and Washington, a top three tilt. The Warriors were undefeated and had won three in a row against the Knights and number three ranked O'Gorman. Came away with a salty 61-52 win on the road. And their head coach, Kent Colstrew, joins us ahead of a game at Yankton today at 3.30. The Knights are 5-1. Kent, good morning. Congratulations on that win on Monday. That's the last game you played. So I'm sure considering how big of a matchup that was, it might still be fresh in your mind. And uh, for the <laughs> most part, I would think it's there's good thoughts rolling around through that head.
3: Sure, uh, John. is a great win for us. Um, you know, Washington, we have tremendous respect for them. Uh, such a good basketball team. You know, they just have so many pieces. Uh, they defend well. They can score. Uh, pressure. Um, you know, I, I thought the kids went over there and battled hard. And, um, you know, it was like kind of a game of runs back and forth. And, you know, we were fortunate. We had a big run kind of in uh, mid-third quarter to the fourth quarter. And, you Got a little bit of separation from them, and then, to Washington's credit, you know, a good team like that is, is going to battle back, and our, our kids fended them off and kept their composure, and I thought we really made some big plays down the stretch and hit some really big pressure free throws to win a big game.
0: Yeah, uh, tight game most of the way, but there was kind of a stretch in the middle where you guys pulled away. What did it for you?
3: Um, I think we did a better job of getting the basketball inside. I, I thought Tara Bentley really had a nice game inside. Yeah we're able to establish her inside uh she scored some baskets got herself to the free throw line uh Hannah Ronsick, um you know knocked in some huge three-pointers for us and probably the biggest difference John was uh you know we just we were able to get some stops um I thought we did a great job uh for about a six or eight minute stretch there we just we really held them in check and um I thought we did a great job on the defensive boards too I I don't know if there's anybody that goes to the offensive boards better than Washington does and I thought we we really limited them to just one shot during that run. And, and then we were able to come down and convert and, um, you know, like I said, get a little separation and, um, you know, fend them off at the end
0: there. Kent Colstrude, O'Gorman girls joining us, Midco Sports Coaches show here on Fox Sports one and. Molly Abdouche, everyone knows she's already a South Dakota State commit as a sophomore, uh, runs the floor well. Hannah Ronsick off to Colorado State, senior. She had a a bundle on Monday night, and that went over Washington. But you mentioned it. The first name you mentioned was Kara Mentley, and uh, more of a role player, partly because of those two names we just mentioned. But man, especially early in that game, really established herself. Uh, Give us a glimpse more into her game.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, she just she's worked really hard at it. Um you're just such a versatile player too. Uh, you know, she can score in the paint and um, you know, we have confidence that she can shoot the the twelve to fifteen foot jump shot too and um you know from that mid range game I think she's capable of shot faking, getting herself to the basket. So uh, boy, just nice to get that kind of production out of a player like that and um, you know Bergen Riley on a given night gives us a good point production Uh, Hannah Friedman has had some nice games too so uh, you know we certainly have the two standouts and in Ron's could have douche but uh, certainly a very good supporting cast as far as starters and uh, Lucy Moore came in the game and knocked in a, a big three in each half as well so Um, nice to have a lot of kids that are able to give us some production and we need that moving forward
0: absolutely you mentioned Bergen Riley she's off to play volleyball at the University of Nebraska and was uh, just named the Gatorade volleyball player of the year in South Dakota and this might be a captain obvious question but from a basketball coach's standpoint (laughs) what do you see from her volleyball skills that translates to the basketball floor
3: I mean, she's just, you know, she's so athletic. Uh, she's such a smart, heady player. And, uh, you know, she does so many things for our team, John, that don't necessarily show up in a stat sheet. Uh, she defends really well. Uh, she's a good rebounder. Uh, she causes people fits in our full-court pressure just with her her activeness, her, her long arms, uh, her ability to get deflections. And, Uh, We can play her in the post at times. Uh, You know, she's capable of not getting the three-point shot, uh, do anything she possibly can for a basketball team. Um, Obviously, great leadership and been through so many different pressure situations. So, uh, certainly a great player for us. Uh, You know, it's a kid that's hard to take out of the basketball game.
0: Kent, appreciate your time. As always, best of luck against Yankton on the road today, and we'll talk soon.
3: Sounds good. Thanks, John.
0: Kent Kolsrud, head coach, O'Gorman Knight Girls. They uh, came into this past week ranked number three in the state and certainly a title contender as we go down the stretch. It'll be here before you know or just a couple months away from that state tournament out in Rapid City for the Double A Girls. We have more coaches next on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 and KWSN.com. We have already chatted with the head coach of the number three ranked team in South Dakota high school girls basketball, Kent Colesrud and his O'Gorman Knights, a big win over Washington on Monday. Of course, the Warriors ranked number one coming into this week. Uh, After the Knights win that game, who knows how the top five poll will shake out on Monday. You can watch back that game and the Washington OG girls, metrosports.tv on demand and uh, we'll we'll have that new poll on Monday. And Brandon Valley right now stuck in the middle of those two. It's hard to shake the links from their number two spot, though. They're six and one. They keep on rolling. And the head coach Mike Zurd joins us. Uh, Mike, you were to have a game against Spearfish last night. As far as you know, they never made that trip because of that winter storm and the travel all the way across the state. But looks like you'll have Douglas a 12:30 game today. Uh, how does that, if at all, change uh, any plans, any mentality, anything about uh, how this all shakes out for you guys?
4: Um, I mean, I, I don't know that it changes a whole lot. I mean, it's always nice to, you know, doubleheaders kind of get you ready for, you know, kind of those back-to-backs kind of get you ready for what you're going to play for, hopefully later on in the season. But, um, you know, just excited to get to play. You have a week of practice, and we were just hoping to, to get something in this week. Um, you know, before we have another week of practice, before another Friday Saturday um, game situation. So uh, just happy to get to play a game today and um, you know let the girls turn it loose again.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah, you're most recently coming off a win over Brookings 6243. That was a week ago, as you mentioned. Uh, and I, I want to take us back to a game against Thunder Basin, Wyoming, a couple of days before the new year. Uh, that was at the Sanford Pentagon, part of the hoop city classic, a 67, 66 win. What kind of a challenge did they represent? How did that game finish, uh, with you guys holding on by a point and, you know, what does a win like that do?
4: Uh, we've had a couple like that this year, um, against some really, really good teams and, and Thunder Basin was no different than that. Um, you know, a six, one, uh, forward that could, that could really play. And I mean, they're ranked in the top five and, um, you know, in their class, um, you know, out West and and stuff. So, um, you know, really a good challenge for us, um, you know, trying to figure out our identity and, um, you know, coming off a T game earlier that week where, you know, we kind of get down and come back. Um, you know, we kind of saw the other thing happen where we were able to kind of make a run in the third quarter and, and get up, uh, six, eight points going into the fourth. And then, um, you know, they made a run and ended up tying it up. They actually had a two point lead, um, you know, when we had Sidney Thuy get fouled um, and go to the line to shoot one and one and made both to force overtime, um, you know, and then some great plays in overtime, you know, I thought we really, um, really played well offensively uh, in that overtime period. And, um, you know, really got the ball and, and, and attacked the rim uh, to do the things that we wanted to do. Um, you know, Hillary Barron's, I think with four, six points in that overtime, uh, a couple of huge drives for us, um, you know, and, and just, You know, learning how to play in those situations is so huge early in the season uh, because down the stretch, you know, there's no doubt that you're going to play in those situations again and against with how competitive um, it seems like double A is year in and year out. uh, The more experience you can get against quality competition like that. you know, we'll, we'll take yeah. it any way we can get it. Yeah. So so a really good win for us. Yeah, one, of, the,
0: one of those other buzzer beaters was uh, against T-Area, a game we had a couple days before that at yeah. T. Uh, and I believe it's it feels like years ago now. But was that Barons <laughs> that also hit the big shot in that game at the end? Um, they made, they
4: went to the line. Um, uh, Katie Basica made a couple free throws to put them up, yeah. one. And then um, we got the ball inbounded. Hillary went up the right side of the floor. Um, and was able to find, you know, Sidney Thuey running to the rim and uh, Sid made a great turn and finish uh, basically as time expired. So, um, you know, both of those two players involved in that again and, um, you know, just really smart basketball by them and you know two great players making great plays when it matters the most
0: shows you how uh, warped our minds get when you have so many uh, good basketball games and uh, hopefully more on the docket for you guys so you don't have these week long waits anymore but uh, best of luck today against Douglas Mike and we'll talk soon sounds good thanks Jeff Brandon Valley Lynx girls 6-1 and to start the season and the Midco Sports Coaches show continues next on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 KWSN.com Time to check in with the number one team in boys double-a basketball in South Dakota. The defending state champ Sioux Falls, Roosevelt Rough Riders, off to a six and oh start. Looking to go seven and oh, when they face the Lincoln Patriots in a city showdown tonight. And it's a pleasure to be joined by the sixth year head coach, Mitch Begaman and Mitch hey it's been a week since your team has played so you're undefeated you're already in great shape and now you get a week's rest how did you use it
5: well you know we, we gave our guys Monday off knowing that we were going to be playing today and um, and then we kind of started our week preparation on Tuesday and um, you know whenever you can give your guys a, a day off during the week um, it's a that's a good thing I think for our kids and um, you know we're excited, you know. We're kind we got, got a goofy schedule the next few weeks where we don't play during the weekday, but more so weekends. And so we are utilizing, you know, our week's worth of preparation to, to get our guys ready to go. And uh, you know, we we know Sioux Falls Lincoln pretty well. Um, we feel like uh, we're we're ready to go, and and uh, we'll just we just gotta wait around here till seven o'clock tonight to get to go. So
0: <laughs> it's it's yeah. How do you feel about that when it's a Saturday and you have a Saturday? night game because the kids are occupied. You're pretty occupied, obviously, as a teacher during the uh, normal day hours, plus the sub varsity games that lead up to the game on school days. But when it's a weekend, do you get concerned about how they spend their day or about how you spend your day and how do you do it?
5: Well, I mean, kind of not really. Um, You know, we do do shoot arounds on Saturday night games. So we get our kids, you know, out of out of their houses and and into the gym for about an hour. So we do kind of get them going that way. We know they're out of bed and, and, uh, but you know, quite frankly, I, 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 uh, I'm not a huge fan of seven o'clock Saturday games, unless you're playing a team from out of town. But, um, you know, when you play an inner city team, sometimes that's kind of what works best for everybody else. And, and we understand that, but, um, you know, it is a long day, obviously, uh, as a coach, you think about and you go back and forth on what you're going to do and, and uh, you know the good news is, is we prepared all week, and, and our guys are ready, and our coaching staff is ready to go. But um, we're excited. You know, we got a five five games on our schedule this month in January that we feel like are all going to be great tests. And it starts tonight at home. And um, you know, we feel like uh, we come out and and do what we're supposed to. We feel like uh, some some good things should happen. But uh, you know, anytime you put a seven foot kid out there on the floor, yeah. um, he can cause a lot of issues. And and I think he's a very, very good player, and we know that. And so uh, we're gonna be ready to go. but uh, we know we got our hands full with with some post players tonight and and hopefully we can come out on top.
0: He is Mitch Bagman, head coach, top-ranked Sioux Falls Roosevelt boys. It is the Midco Sports Coaches Show here on a Saturday here on Fox Sports 981. You mentioned J.T. Rock, seven-one sophomore already, the Hawkeyes, Cyclones, probably several other high-level Division one institutions already taking a look at him for obvious reasons. He's tall, and he's pretty good. Uh, what are some dynamics of his game that you've noticed that you have to be ready for with a team? That, uh, the writers are a lot of things that are strong. Uh, tall, maybe not one of them. So, what's kind of the uh, focus for tonight?
5: You know, for us, I think it's just using our physicality, and and uh, you know, we know that they they present some size, but you know, on the flip side, they got to be able to guard us too. And I think that's where we kind of can cause a lot of a lot of problems for teams. But uh, you know, we got to use our physicality and, and really push JT off the block, and and uh, you know, I think he's come a long ways. And I've said this last year, you know. He's a very, very uh, unique player because he can he can play inside, but he also shoots it so well from the perimeter. So now you have to kind of play him a little differently. But um, you know, we're gonna, like I said, utilize our size and our and our leadership and and our veterans to really um, guard and, and and keep them off the glass. And and obviously, I think you you have to realize too is you know it's not just one or two guys that can shoot they all all their guys can shoot the basketball and when one guy gets going it's kind of like a domino effect the rest of them kind of feed off it and you know I watched them against Pierre they made 11 threes and um, they're just kind of a a team that can really get it going from the perimeter but um, you know we feel like our defense is pretty solid and and that's what we're going to kind of lean on tonight yeah. and hopefully uh, create, create some uh, some opportunities for our offense on the other side.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they have some fun guard play with uh, CC and Gage Goal running the point. Eli Elliott Whitney can knock down the three pretty well. Should be a fun city tussle tonight between Lincoln and Roosevelt, 7 o'clock at Roosevelt tonight. And the final one I have for you, Mitch, you open the season with a couple rivalry games on the west side with uh, Jefferson, a five-point win, kind of a thriller uh, in the opener and then uh, a one-point win over the number two ranked team O'Gorman uh, and since then wins by 15 16 22 and uh, 46 points uh a what's what's been kind of the main reason for those kinds of cushions and also uh, you know how do you kind of keep that competitive edge it's, it's been over a month since you've been in a down-to-the-wire
5: game yeah certainly you know when when uh when we talked last, I feel like I talked a little bit about, you know, those close wins and, you know, a lot of these guys that, that are on our basketball team are playing, you know, big time first time minutes for us, you know, in their varsity careers. And so for us to learn how to win close games early on has been really, really good for our, our team and, and our guys, but uh, you know, they're just kind of starting to figure everything out. Um, you know, anytime you open up the season and you really don't, you can't scout, you, you're just kind of, you're playing the game of basketball. Hopefully, hoping that your your guys can play well together. And you know, we made some mistakes early on. And when we we are you know focusing on trying to clean up our offense, and and then obviously you know when you when you have guys that can defend in the full court, uh, you really try to use that to your advantage. And and we feel like our full court defense has really kind of created our offense and and made teams kind of. I think we've kind of wore out some teams lately. And and uh, but you know, it's a fun way to play. And I've, I've told you for the last probably year now, and you know, our guys have been, have adapted to playing this way. And, and, uh, we just kind of wrote it. And, and, uh, but there are this, this team is really, I think the last month of figure out the offensive end and more so kind of in the half courts and, and when they share the ball as well as they do, and they start knocking shots in, they're fun to watch. And, and uh, we feel like obviously moving forward, we're gonna probably see some different defenses, and so we gotta adapt to that as well. And and uh, we will. But we're excited that uh, we get to play again tonight, and and again, against a Sioux Falls team. You know, anytime you play a Sioux Falls yeah. team, you feel like your guys kind of probably take it a little more personal. Sure. And uh, um, they are they're ready to go, and it'll be fun fun game to, to to coach tonight.
0: Yeah, we were at Washington for Jefferson, Washington last night on the radio and Metro Sports TV. It's it's just always a a fun atmosphere. Enjoy it. Best of luck and thanks for joining us, Mitch. Awesome.
5: Sounds good.
6: Thanks, John.
0: And the Midco Sports Coaches Show rolls on. Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 and kwsn.com. Boy, we had some fun on Thursday night at Sioux Falls Christian High School where the T-area girls and the Chargers had a DAC-12 duel. I'm not going to say for the ages, but for any For any year, any week, any night, it was some good high school basketball. The Titans led most of the way, but the Chargers roared back 55-48. They dominated the fourth quarter. And their head coach, Dan DeYoung, joins us on the Midco Sports Coaches Show in his first year. Uh, I know, Dan, you're quite familiar with the Sioux Falls Christian uh, School District. As you mentioned when we chatted last week, you have daughters in the school system, and uh, you're you're thrilled to be the head coach at Sioux Falls Christian. So you were a little bit aware of these DAC-12 rivalries, especially with T, which is nearby. But explain the atmosphere in the gym that night and uh, what, what facing a team like T kind of a rival does for your players on a game day and, and throughout a game.
6: Yeah. Thanks, John. Um, uh, the atmosphere on uh, Thursday night versus T was awesome. You know The fans were into it. We had a good crowd there. And on an off night, on a Just Girls night, you never know who's going to be able to be in the gym. But our fans definitely helped pull us through. Like you said, we had a great fourth quarter. Our girls were mentally tough. We challenged them. Um, it was an up-and-down game early, and both teams got tired. And I'm uh, just proud of our girls, how they were so resilient out there.
0: Well, you had one of the toughest individual matchups in the entire season for you guys, and not necessarily for one particular player on your team, but for all of them, because Katie Vasica from T can play all over the court. She runs the point often, and she can post up as well, and that's why South Dakota State already has her verbally committed as a sophomore. And for the most part, I thought you guys defended her well, and early on you were able to counter with uh, Ellie Lems, I mean, she had 11 points by halftime. Uh, just kind of go through that and and what kept you guys from uh, you know letting Katie Vasica go crazy on you.
6: Yeah, Katie's a special player. Um, she was pulling up from the volleyball line from us from three and hitting a couple, yep. and it was, you know, you can't do much to defend that, especially when she's so quick and can has a nice crossover and gets downhill and draws a lot of fouls. You know, so early on we were talking about, you know, making her shoot it, and she did. So we had to start stepping up there. Um, you know, our defensive stopper, Mariah Harrison, um, unfortunately pulled her hamstring versus Unity. So um, Ellie Lem stepped up. Especially in that second half and she made a tough for her, but we made sure that it we everyone knew it was a team defense that we need to be able to stop her. You know, we had to stop her with her body when she was driving. And I thought we did a great job in that third and fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, you sure did. Dandy Young, Sioux Falls Christian head coach off that win over T area, the Chargers six and two. It's your Midco Sports Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1. Kayla Van Dunker's good as your leading scorer, and she was uh, quiet early. And Again, that's a, a great T-area tea team that you played, and the uh, may have had something to do with that as well, but she really turned it on late. Overall this season, what has made her one of the uh, straws that stir the Chargers drink?
6: Yeah, Kayla's great. You know, she's six um, two um she can handle the ball pretty well so we had with T pressing us early on, um, she kind of helped alleviate the press a little bit, and then we started getting downhill on it. Um, then they started sitting into more of a 2-3 zone on us a little bit. They manned us up a little bit, and uh, Kyle was able to take over down low. Um, nice thing about Kai is that she does have an inside-outside presence. You know, she's not afraid to step out and uh, shoot it from three, also be able to bang inside and to be able to get looks. Um, she's continually getting better every single day and she's, uh, um, fun to coach.
0: Your team travels to Watertown, a couple hours North today, a class double a opponent. What do you know you'll need to be ready for?
6: Yeah. Watertown's good. They're six and one. Yep. They, they're five, six to five, seven across the board and they'll guard you wherever you are on the court they're gonna man press us the entire game they're gonna get up in their shorts and they're gonna make it <laughs> difficult you know so we got to make sure that we have strong passes we get open we can't just assume that that pass is going to be open like it has been in other games right um so they shoot they they go quick they shoot a lot of threes so my um, girls are gonna to have to be ready to take care of the
0: ball today. first of four road games in a row at Garrettson, at Madison, at West Central, 10-0 and 0, yep. uh, in this stretch. So it's a big one. So you got the spark plug with the win over T on Thursday right here on Fox Sports 98.1. It was a pleasure. Dan, thanks for all your help and best of luck in Watertown tonight. Yeah, I appreciate it, John. Take care. Dan DeYoung, head coach, Sioux Falls Christian Girls, and we're back after this on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. There have been a lot of fresh faces this year in the metro area for high school basketball, and one of them is Chris Agan, the head coach of the Sioux Falls Roosevelt girls. They are still seeking their first win, and maybe, maybe it will come Sue, uh, he joins us on the Midco Sports Coaches Show and uh, a setback last night against the number one ranked team in the state in Washington. Chris, uh, you had a loss earlier this week at Lincoln, a, f- a fairly competitive game. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. The results have not been what you've uh, liked in the in the win-loss column, but what have been your observations so far? Yeah, you know,
1: we've we've yet to really notch that first victory on the year, but... You know, of the four quarters in every game, there's just been one that's gotten away from us a little bit. Whether, you know, we had a let up in our intensity and our energy uh, or the shots just haven't fallen. And that's, you know, that's kind of what happened last night against Washington. Uh, They went on a a 17-0 run to start basically the second quarter. And then we were down 15 at the half, and it was basically just, you know, almost a 15, 20-point game from there on out. So I don't want to say we played with them, but we played tremendously better than after that stint, which, you know, I give the girls credit, too. They could have easily, I told them at halftime, they could have easily just packed it in and said, well, I guess we just get beat by 40 now. Instead, you know, they continued to battle, and we got it a little bit lower. I think we got down to 12 at one time. Uh, maybe even 10 and then you know Washington's a good team you know they're the number one ranked team in the state for a reason Uh, they got a ton of talent and you know they're they're a tough matchup but you know the girls battled and competed and you know I'm really I'm actually was really happy with with that effort that they had especially after giving up that 17-0 run and it was kind of the same thing against Lincoln we were actually we were only down two going into the fourth quarter and uh, this was that was the first game all year where our fourth quarter was probably our worst quarter. Um, You know, we, we didn't, we, unfortunately, we didn't score in the fourth quarter, which, which makes it hard to win a game if you're, you know, if you don't score in that fourth quarter, any quarter to be, uh, to be completely honest. So, but that's kind of been our Achilles heel all year. It's been one quarter and the same thing against Rapid City Stevens uh, last weekend. Uh, We were down 19 to four to start the game. So at the end of the first quarter, you're down 15 and we lose by 15. So it's it's kind of been that, and we've been, you know, we've been trying different things in practice, trying to figure out a way to, you know, just be consistent with our energy and effort throughout the game, and um, you know, ho- hopefully we can put a full game together this week. We know we got Yankton on on uh, Thursday,
0: once again, not going to be easy, but you know, it's another opportunity. Chris Egan, Roosevelt Rough Rider girls here on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 981. I caught some of that Rapid City Stevens game you just alluded to, and. Notice that, you know, again, you have uh, a young team, at the moment a winless team, and yet you were quite composed on the sideline. Now, having actually known you since you were a teenager, that's partly you. But uh, how much, in, in your own mind, is that you? And how much is that knowing what you're kind of working with in, in your first year as a head coach? you know it's it's definitely you know trying to find the happy medium
1: because yeah it is it does get frustrating but at the end of the day you know nobody's trying to miss a shot out there and we're getting good looks so you know, I just try and, and just try and bring that energy for the girls from the sideline as well. And, you know, it doesn't do any good to get mad and yell at somebody. I mean, like I said, we're getting good shots. And that's that's maybe the most frustrating thing of all is, you know, it would be one thing if we were forcing shots or not getting good looks or turning the ball over a ton. We're not even t- doing that. We're just, you know, we're just having a hard time putting the ball in the basket. And, you know, so that makes it a little less aggravating, I guess. You could say it's frustrating that they're not going in, yes, but it doesn't do any good to, to get mad about that because at the end of the day, no one's trying to miss the shot. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, so that does make it a little bit easier to stay calm, but you know, overall, you know, it gets frustrating, but you know, like I said, the girls, they're, they're it's, it's not for lack of effort. It's not for lack of effort that we haven't won a game. And so yeah. I, I, you know, I hope that one of these days, one of these games here, you know, hopefully soon uh, we can get that taste of victory. And yeah. And I think once we get that, Um, hopefully things start to roll in the right direction for us. Yeah, I mean
0: it'll be very exciting for all of you (laughs) when that happens especially you as a first year head coach and who are some of the players who have really been bright spots for you?
1: Well, I tell you what, um, Katie Spicer, She's she's been huge for us lately. Uh, she's really stepped it up. She's been a lot more aggressive on the offensive end. She's been knocking some shots down. Um, Hallie Miller's really stepped up here lately defensively. I keep telling her, I said, when she really locks in defensively, which she has these last couple of games, I don't know if there's many girls uh, – in, in the state, that want to be guarded by her man to man. She can really put that pressure on. She moves really 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 re- excuse me really well laterally. Uh, I mean she had she's a, she's a soccer player as well. So those girls, I mean they just they just know how to move pretty well out there on the floor. Um, And I tell you what, we, you know, we've got some last night, Brooklyn Cole stepped up huge for us and uh, she's a freshman came in, had some big buckets. uh, We're just worked her tail off as well. So, I mean, we, we've got a lot of girls stepping up. We just need it more consistent. You know, I think if we can get everyone stepping up playing well or playing better at the same time, then, you know, I think, I really think the skies is truly the limit for this team, but we just haven't had that yet this year.
0: Your next game is at Yankton. Chris, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Chris Aiken, head coach, Sioux Falls Roosevelt Girls. And we have more coaches. It's kind of what we do here on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98 1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Hey, we have some college hoops today, University of Sioux Falls, Cougars on the road, and it appears both games are a go, which is something we haven't been able to say for a couple of weeks. They're at Northern State in Aberdeen. If you're a Coup fan you don't want to make that drive, guess what? Tom Frederick will have the call right here on Fox Sports 98.1. He'll have both games starting at four with the men, the women to follow at around six three forty five airtime for USF Hoops right here on Fox Sports 98.1. And the Lincoln girls have a high school basketball game today as well. They were supposed to go to Huron last night. I don't know if you heard, but we had a snowstorm, so that didn't happen. And instead, the Tigers come to Lincoln today. A bonus home game, Matt. That's good news. How did that come about? How was that decided?
7: Well, I tell you what, sometimes you just get lucky. We were playing a back-to-back with uh, on our schedule, Roosevelt, then – then, uh scheduled to get on the bus and take off They're here on the next day. We initially uh, put it up an hour to maybe try to beat the weather, but ultimately uh, uh, with scheduling of our boys' game and the gymnastics meet, uh, the way things panned out is we get to stay at home and, and welcome the Tigers in for a home game.
0: Well, that's good news, and it'll be coming off of a win. I mean, was there any part of you that uh, thought, uh, we're, we're, we're red hot right now, we beat – Roosevelt, forty seven thirty five on Thursday. I wish we could have played last night, or were you quite all right? Uh, obviously, you'd rather have a home game and not travel to Huron, but uh, look, you had some momentum. You still do. Uh, what worked out on Thursday?
7: Yeah, you know, uh, Roosevelt's a team that even though they haven't won a game yet, they, they're gaining a lot of confidence. You can just see it on film. Uh, you know, a team with a, a pretty sound guard core with with Caleb Martinez and Spicer and, and they're starting to come around, so uh, we knew that we would know, obviously those in city games are always going to be a battle. But uh, you know, I'm proud of my girls. It was it was a little bit of a sloppy game. Uh, you know, we didn't execute quite as well as we wanted to. Kind of got to give credit to the Rough Riders, but uh, ultimately, my team. Uh, we've been defending well all year. We've been rebounding well. Yeah, you know, the one piece that's been missing for us is just uh, some consistency of, of a better shooting percentage from the perimeter and a better shooting percentage from the free throw line. And really the last three games against Pierre, Aberdeen Central, and Roosevelt, uh, we've shot well. And uh, whenever we shoot well, we give ourselves an opportunity to win.
0: Yeah, 5-3 and three to uh, start this season, the home game against Huron today rescheduled and then uh, next Thursday a whole nother beast at O'Gorman. Let's start with the Tigers though. Uh, they come into this game at four and three themselves so a nice matchup. What kind of style do they play and what have you been uh, with uh, maybe a little extra time getting ready for?
7: Yeah, you know it's a uh, it's a difficult matchup for us. I mean, they're a uh, they're a team that their guard core goes five 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 eight five seven five eight, and uh, I always tell my girls playing Hurons like guarding the Hornets' nest. I mean, hmm. just a lot of uh, they move bodies, they move the ball. Uh, they are tremendously unselfish, and they always have just a, a core of players that can just shoot shoot the, shoot the lights out. I mean, it's uh so it's uh one of those situations where you. Uh, if you play zone and, and leave spots on the floor open, they can make you pay. And if you play man, they can beat you off the dribble. And their movement is so outstanding. Coach Buddenhagen does such a great job of running the five out and, and Princeton-style offense where their, their foot speed will get to you and you, you leave them open for a three-pointer and they'll make you pay for it. So we're really going to have to sit down and move our feet and have good help defense and try to rhythm, uh, limit the rhythm jump shots. And hopefully we can get
0: out of there with a the win. Did you say Coach Budenhagen? is he still there? He is. Yes. Golly. He's been in here on forever. Uh, and just, uh, I mean, just one of the uh, more familiar faces in South Dakota high school basketball. And so is Kent Colzer, the O'Gorman head coach. We had the Knights here on Fox Sports 98. one on Monday night in their big tilt with Washington and that was on metrosports.tv so if anyone wants to go watch that back I recommend it we had the boys game it well on demand metrosports.tv but the, the Lincoln girls at Gorman, on Thursday and uh, we all know the vaunted zone defense Kent Colesrud's team if you're scoring more than 40 on them you're accomplishing something uh, I know it's uh, I know it's beyond here on for you here but give us uh, a quick crystal ball on the Knights
7: yeah I tell you what there's probably not a team in the state that's playing better right now, you know with you know you know the douche girl is probably the best basketball player in the state right now as a sophomore you know just unbelievable speed and ball handling and shoots a high percentage and uh and obviously Ronzik is is right there too you know two players that you know they're skill wise they just their head and shoulders probably above any guard in the state with their step back shots and their ability to create points. But I think you nailed it on the head. I mean, the, the reason why Gorman's so tough right now is that zone defense and the difficulty for teams to find gaps in it. And when they start six feet across the board and, you know, it's not just six feet, but it's six feet with a lot of, you know, foot speed that can close space and, and uh, get up the line and, and take balls away and turn turnovers into layups on the other end. But it's, uh, it'll be a good challenge for us. And it's always a challenge to go play at their place. Um, you know, it'll uh, give us a good uh, a barometer of where we're at um, as far as uh, how far we need to get to to, uh, to to, you know, to be a competitor at the state tournament. Because um, hmm. that team, I'll tell you what, I, I watched them the first time, you know, between their press and their, their half-court defense. My God, it looks like the, the Olympic team. My God, with their, <laughs> with their, with their size and their, their shooting capability. and But uh, Kent does a nice job um and uh you know but as we get through the season here i'm sure teams will find ways to you know get in that defense and try to challenge them a little bit
0: well uh hopefully your girls will have an olympic effort and and make that a game and uh hey congrats on a, on a very decent start so far matt appreciate your time as always
7: appreciate it, job have a good one
0: matt daly head coach lincoln girls and the mid Sports Coach's show rolls on next on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Well, as you you may know, if you looked out the window a time or two or had to step outside the house yesterday, we had a snowstorm here in the Sioux Falls area and all over the region. And some games, like the one we had here on Fox Sports 98.1 last night, Jefferson and Washington, a great tilt. You can watch it back on demand on Metrosports.tv. It was fun. But some didn't get played, including Brandon Valley and Harrisburg Games. They were playing teams from the West River, and the Harrisburg Tigers were to play Douglas. That didn't happen, and neither will the Tigers' game against Spearfish today at two fifteen. So Harrisburg will just remain four and three. Scott Langrock, the head boys' coach, joins us. The good news is you you go undefeated this weekend. But I know you'd love to have had some games. Um, you know, what is how, how do you kind of mentally readjust, and what do you try to do to perhaps make up for these games? And good morning.
8: Good morning, John. Thanks for having us on. Uh... Yeah, it's just kind of that January grind. I think everybody talks about. We're just kind of dealing with what's been given to us here, and um, you know, we don't get those two games, which really stinks because you like to play back to backs, especially uh, as you get into January and February. You like those back to backs, and you can have all week to practice and and uh, just have some quality practices. But then you get to. You get to play two games in a row, so you can capitalize on what you're doing well, and then uh, you get right back out there to try to adjust the things that you're not doing well. So this time of year gets to be a lot of fun. Um, What we do, I guess, is uh, we schedule a practice at 9 a.m. on a Saturday, so I'm sure our boys are really thrilled about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what are you going to try to do in that practice, and what are you going to try to do to get them more thrilled about it than they probably are?
8: Right, yeah. No, we're going to probably get up and down a little bit more than we would typically do, and... And uh get a lot more shots up and try to get a second wind and scrimmage and at all? And, and yeah, we'll scrimmage yep, we'll have to kind of simulate just uh you know we're not in super great shape right now for for coaching reasons, I guess not doing my job very well, but uh we got some fatigue when we play games, so we're gonna probably try to get them up and down quite a bit today and and uh try to get them back in shape a little bit.
0: well, hey, you're four and three, you're not doing too shabby uh y- What do you like so far about your team, and what needs to be worked on?
8: Yeah, no, I I, we're we're pretty happy. You know, we're we're two possessions away uh, down in Lamar's full court uh, play with seven seconds left, and then down in down in Yankton Tuesday night with a full court play with three point six seconds left from being uh, six and one. So uh, we we're we're excited about where we're at. We just got to finish a couple possessions here and there. I love the competitiveness. I love the the drive that our guys have. They share the ball. They move fairly well. Um, there's, there's just a lot of good things, a lot of growth coming, and, and they're competing on every possession, which I really enjoy. Defensively, we're starting to show some signs of uh, of making progress, guarding the basketball. First part of January, we are really exposed by Roosevelt, and, and they'll do that. They're so daggone yeah. athletic and good and well-coached and all that, so uh, it just takes one team like a Roosevelt to expose a lot of your weaknesses, and and we just didn't guard very well. So, they, they've they really, our guys have really committed last couple of weeks to trying to get better defensively and, and rebounding those possessions. Um, things that you know, we can continue to get better on is making contacts on screens, cutting with a purpose, uh, instead of just interchanging. Uh, our offense gets pretty stagnant, easy to guard. They both can't get a Those types of things, but that's all normal stuff. So we just got to pay attention to detail offensively a little bit better.
0: Scott Langrock, Harrisburg boys coach, here on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, and the Tigers are four and three. And that Roosevelt lost the only one that wasn't coming down to the final possession on their slate. And your next game, hopefully, cross your fingers, it happens, is at Jefferson on Thursday night at seven o'clock. That should be fun. We had them again last night at Washington. Some good athletes that get up and down the floor. What uh, What's the recipe for that one?
8: Well, you just said it right there. I stopped at Transition. I watched that game last night also with you guys doing. And,
4: oh,
0: and well, thank you. It
8: is, it is a good basketball team, no doubt about it. And Coach Rex does a great job right out of the gate with those guys and taking those athletes and making good basketball players and and uh, they get up and down the floor, and they are athletic. Your kid can go inside and out, so that'll be tough. And they do a lot of good things. And obviously the Ashley kid is, is just does what he does every season. It seems like he's always making plays in every single game that he plays, no matter what the sport. So just a super challenge. And, and then they got other pieces, too. You know, they're just all doing their, filling their role. And, and uh, uh, it'll be a very, very competitive team, no doubt about it.
0: Well, thank you for watching the broadcast. That Brad knew it's all right, isn't he?
8: Yeah, he's good. You both are, actually. Right. You know, Brad does a great job too. so it's just uh, good entertainment.
0: Uh, Scott, appreciate your time as always, and we'll talk soon. Sounds great. Thanks, John. Off to practice, Scott Langrock and his Harrisburg Tiger Boys. And again, you can watch back. The Washington-Jefferson game that we had on Friday, or you can go back even further than that, some of the classics we've had so far on Metrosports.tv and watch those high school basketball games on demand. We have plenty more coming up, most of them on Friday night, the rest of the season. This includes Lincoln and O'Gorman's boys this upcoming Friday at 7. But right here on the radio, we've got Marshall and Washington, a doubleheader starting at 5.15 on Tuesday. We'll have Jefferson and Harrisburg at 7 on Thursday. For the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, John Michaels, I'm John Gaskins. Thanks to all the coaches. Have a great weekend, everybody. This has been the Midco Sports Coaches Show.